Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Good morning to you and yours. Thanks for joining us here until 10 o'clock or whenever you happen to be listening. Good morning, Amanda LaFrada. How are you? Doing well, Dave. How are you? A little goofy. Um, <laughs> okay. So I've got one of those clocks that projects up on the ceiling, the time, so you don't even have to look over because that's how lazy we are as Americans. And so I, I looked at it. And I usually get up at five and I saw five. I thought went to start doing my work for the day and it was three. I mislooked at it. So I worked for 30 minutes. I was like, let's go back to bed for a little bit. And then time craziness happened again. For some reason at my gym, I had a mini panic attack. I looked up and it was 730 in reality, but I looked up and it said 830. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm way late. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to miss the start of the show. And I don't know. It's just been a kind of a surreal, weird morning. But uh, anyway, we've got, like it. Yeah, we've got a lot to get to. And uh, we're going to talk about the balls and LSU. I promise you, Jacob Warren, I promise you, Cooper Mays. And we're going to get to that in the program today. And also some reasons why Tennessee should beat LSU. Again, it feels exactly like that uh, Florida week. You go into it, and Tennessee should win. I, I mean, I think really the key is 
you know, LSU, and we were going to get into this, is a second-half team when Jaden Daniels is playing quarterback for the Tigers. If if Tennessee stumbles in the second half, or in particular the last eight minutes of the game as they did against LSU, against Florida, it could be trouble against LSU. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I think it, it could be trouble. I. I would like to see a Florida LSU matchup to see really who is the better team. I think they're about even, I would give the edge to Florida. So I don't see Tennessee unless they just go there and fall flat on their faces and LSU has the game of the century. Then I don't see how Tennessee doesn't come out with a victory here. I think they're just mismatched. I I agree. I mean, you look at the, if you look at the LSU's defensive backs and you know, they made, like you said, um, uh, they made uh, Auburn look fantastic. Robbie Ashford, the quarterback. And I, I think that Tennessee has every opportunity to win this game. You look at the X's and O's, and I can't see them not winning this game. I said the same thing against Florida, though, and they almost let that one slip away. So let's get to the down and dirty of the Brought to you by Honeybee Coffee. Be careful there. The Down and Dirty at 30 brought to you by Honeybee Coffee. Uh, Amanda, why is Honeybee Coffee so good? It's the taste. It's fantastic. And I'll, I'll add something else to, to Honeybee Coffee. And you can order online. I highly encourage you to do so. Um, I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. I drink uh, three cups of coffee when you and I met there last week. And sometimes coffee gives me uh, like a headache. And I think that it's because I've been drinking the cheap stuff from Mickey D's and stuff like that. But I felt great the rest of the day. So I don't know if that's the top 5% of the beans or whatever, but it's fantastic coffee. It has to be the top 5% of the beans. The the Mickey D's coffee. Well, we won't say Mickey D's, but we'll just say other coffee. Fast fast, uh, coffee is probably mostly water and then you add in something that tastes like coffee in there a little bit. And that's probably what you're drinking. So it's a yeah. different. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty brutal. <clears throat> I, maybe that's why I got turned off on coffee, but Honeybee has me turn on the coffee. All right. So I, I want to mention this because it's going to lead to today's tough question. We're going to talk about the most impressive record that uh, Tennessee has still standing. Uh, American League has a new single-season home run king, and in reality, we think the first uh, home run king of the clean era before and after Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa and all those guys. So Aaron Judge did hit his 62nd home run of the season Tuesday night against the Texas Rangers. So he breaks the AL record and breaks what we think is the clean record. Now, five years from now, it could come out that he's on something, but we don't think that's the case. Uh, but we'll, we will see. But right now, Amanda, that's that's the record. And it would have been a disappointment if he was just at 61 and, and didn't break the record. So congrats to Aaron Judge. I sure hope five years from now we're not having a conversation if he wasn't clean. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Is it over now? now? Is it finally over now? Can we not be interrupted? Yeah. College football anymore? <laughs> Is it done? I think so. I think okay. so. All right. So that that will lead us to today's tough question eventually. And the top records in Tennessee sports history, Tennessee football history. So let's talk about the LSU game. Those sports are pretty simple. You win or you lose. College football has ruled out ties. Uh, but 
Byron Young is a great example of how not reaching the goal, you can still be effective. Uh, he has only one sack on the year, but he has 10 quarterback hurries. So those hurries, he would love for them to be sacks, but they affect the game, Amanda. And one of those hurries was on the Hail Mary play against Florida. So that certainly affected the game. So while it's easy to say he doesn't have the sack numbers that you would like, I think when you look at Byron Young, he is one of the better. I'm not going to say one of the best. He's not of the the same ilk of B.J. Olajari or, of course, Will Anderson at Florida. He's a, he's a drop. Ooh. Yeah, he's. Will Anderson's at Alabama. Will Anderson of Alabama, excuse me. He's not of that. He's not of that. He got traded, transfer portal. Will Anderson of Alabama. So he got, um, he's in that second level. But just because he has just one sack in four games doesn't mean he's not a, a very good player. I think people need to realize that, yes, yeah, sacks are great. You you love sacks. You love, you know, getting those that negative yardage for the other team. However, sacks don't create interceptions. Sacks create maybe fumbles at times, but most most times not. Hurrying the quarterback is what creates those interceptions. So his job and and the what he's doing may be just as important, if not more important, than getting a sack. If you're hurrying the quarterback, he's going to make a bad decision. He's going to throw the ball either away or he's going to make a a bad read and interception. That's that's important to this game. Yep, I agree. Uh, Young's quickness could certainly come into play against LSU. Uh, the Tigers' offensive line have they they're big. They have four players that are well, playing over three hundred and twenty pounds. They got two that tip the scales at over three fifty. So, I would take the quickness over the size in today's game. Now, as I mentioned earlier, if Tennessee stumbles down the stretch, it could be bad news uh, at LSU. In 10 second-half possessions this season, Daniels has led LSU to six touchdowns and a field goal. Now, you might ask, why 10? Because he was out for part of the game with an injury. So that's pretty strong. Um, Six touchdowns and a field goal in 10 possessions and in the fourth quarter he's been even better on drives that began in the fourth quarter uh, Daniels has led LSU to four touchdowns on four possessions Garish saying go Tigers we shall see I don't know that that's going to happen but Daniels certainly is one that uh, it seems like the game Amanda and some players are like this that he kind of has to warm up to the game and he gets better as the game goes on. You could say that's good or bad. Uh, tomato, tomato. Well, the problem with that is who's LSU has played Florida State, which ended up being you know a loss for them. And they've played what Southern, uh, New Mexico. They played Auburn. I would put Auburn in the, in the category of Southern and New Mexico. Um, they played. I mean, Mississippi State's been their one true test besides Florida State. And they they were close. I mean, they, they beat Mississippi State, but that game was closer than it looks. And the way that they struggled against Auburn is a is problem. Yep. I mean, it's just a problem. So 
these these stats seem good for Daniels. Like, oh yeah, look at him. Woo. But look at the, who they've played. It's kind of like back in the day when Florida would play two Patsies before Tennessee and Tennessee would actually play a significant opponent and that you would look at the stats and you would say, what, what point are these stats? Um, I, I do think the fact that he's better in the second half says something. And what it says to me, in addition that Tennessee doesn't need to stumble, it says to me that Tennessee needs to come out in the first half, put the pressure on Jaden Daniels, start fast, which I hate when everybody says, nobody says, let's go out there and start really slow. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but if you do put up some points early, you put a little bit of pressure on him. So crowd noise, this was, I thought of a, a great quote, go to offthehooksports.com. Be sure and hit like and subscribe and share so that we can be a part of your Tennessee and SEC coverage. Crowd noise, uh, Cooper Mays, Tennessee center said, does it affect him? He goes, quote, not me personally. Everybody sits here and argues with me, even in the line, the offensive line. Jerome Carvin will argue with me all the time about talking about how the crowd affects him and stuff. And I was like, I don't think I've ever thought a crowd was really that loud. But it is funny that Cooper uh, mentions that his teammate Jerome Carvin says it's, it's a little loud and this is a little nerve wracking. Uh, but Cooper says he just gets tunnel vision and Tunnel vision as a center seems like the perfect type of vision to have. I mean, yeah, it does. <laughs> Cooper's right, right in front of the quarterback, too. So the crowd noise maybe doesn't affect him as much considering the quarterback's right here. So I just I think the crowd noise, the only like the real reason it affects people is because they can't hear. They can't hear what the quarterback's saying. They can't hear what's going on because the crowd is so loud. But that makes sense that it wouldn't bother Cooper considering where he is. Yeah. it And it's just Cooper. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch any of the videos, Cooper, he is, I've stole one of his phrases and that is I am where my feet are. In other words, you're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. Do the best you can right there. And I've stolen that phrase from him. Here he is. What a 21 year old. And I'm <clears throat> 38. And <clears throat> excuse me and I, i've mm -hmm. i've stole that phrase from him i am where my feet are that's just cooper and if you haven't watched any of those videos the ball report uh brought to you by city heating and air conditioning city heat and air go to cityheatandair.com over 50 years of integrity with city heating and air conditioning if you haven't seen any of those videos you will just love cooper's demeanor i mean it's just it, it's just so relaxing um maybe relax refreshing would be a better word um the balls don't have to worry about tennessee's top recruit of the 2023 class making any last minute changes that according to caleb jaru of who is going to be at the lsu game and who is from louisiana and with jaru i would assume i haven't asked him is somewhat cajun um, but Tennessee fans don't have to worry about Nico Iomaleva. Uh, he is committed to Tennessee and remains fully committed. He said, quote, there's a lot of teams knocking on the door, man. He told Rivals 24-7 that they've just been in my Twitter lately, and I tell them all the same thing. I honestly don't even respond. But, yeah, I'm locked in. So that, to me, is 
typical recruiting. You're not going to give up on him. And I don't believe that Nico is considering other schools. But if you think that other schools aren't recruiting him just because he's committed and there's some sort of gentleman rule, there's not. And there never has been. And there certainly is not with social media, Amanda. No, how do you, how is there a gentleman, gentleman's rule in recruiting? You're out here. It's a bloodbath. You're getting as much as you can. And, and who cares who you screw over? I mean, in, <laughs> this is college football. No one cares who you screw over. As long as you're winning the games, everyone is happy. But as my husband likes to refer to it, I guess all of these other teams are slipping into his DMs. Yes. That's what's happening. Slipping the, into them. Is that the way the kids say it now? Slipping? No. They, oh, they're sliding. My husband says slipping. I mean, it sounds like, oh, well, this coach from A&M just fell into my DMs. Yeah, just accidentally. Uh, and yeah. um, no, so I, I don't believe Nico's going anywhere. I think Tennessee's just fine there. But, yeah, I, schools, I think – if you go back to the 70s and 80s, and this would be before my time in recruiting, that when a guy committed, teams laid off of him, not because it was the right gentlemanly thing to do. I think they laid off because you couldn't connect as easy. You certainly couldn't travel as easy. The travel budgets weren't nearly as significant. And sometimes you had to hop on a train if you want to go before the 70s. And so I, th I think when you committed back then, schools – thought of it pragmatically as I am not going to continue to recruit this guy and waste resources. I don't think there's mm -hmm. ever been a gentleman's rule though, as far as you're committed and you're gone. Uh, I think that's been talked about, but that's never been the case. So back to uh, Nico, Josh Heupel and the quarterback coach, uh, Joey Housel, uh, making sure the number three quarterback in the class of 2023 knows he's a priority for the balls. They were both in California over the bye week to visit, uh, Nico, that, that says an awful lot. They would go all the way to California, Amanda, for a guy who's already committed. Yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> I think that it just, you, you have to stay on top of this because we've seen, and especially lately, we've seen a lot of people just decommit and flip. All of a sudden they were locked in completely, you know, like TJ Parker completely just committed 100% to Penn State and then all of a sudden boom they're gone they're they've decommitted <clears throat> they're looking at other places looking at other options so if you want to keep your recruit happy this is what you have to do you have Texas A&M flying out to Hawaii to try to recruit somebody several times so you yeah. got to do it the other thing, too, in that area, it doesn't <clears throat> hurt just to be there Sorry. for other prospects. Arian Foster, Tennessee wasn't even really interested until Randy Sanders was out recruiting Casey Clawson and decided to stop over in Arizona and saw this guy named Arian Foster and decided to uh, to offer him. So, I mean, that area, especially with uh, kids thinking about traveling to the Big Ten uh, back and forth, I listen, there's nothing wrong. I'm sure that wasn't Nico wasn't the only guy they visited. Crazy said, be where your feet are. Pretty sure that's a Ram Doss quote. Who's Ram Doss? I don't know who that is. Amanda, do you know who that is? No. We shall see. Sorry. Uh, Tennessee faced one uh, very mobile quarterback this season. Of course, we know that didn't go great as Anthony Richardson had a career day for Florida. LSU's Jaden Daniels 
isn't exactly the same kind of quarterback as Richardson, but he is quick. Um, we'll see. Uh, Brian Jean-Marie, Tennessee's linebackers coach, said they are similar, different body types, and uh, Richardson's bigger. I don't think they're the same, but I think in, in some sense your defensive approach is the same and just make sure you have gap containment. I know people get sick of talking about the X's and O's part of it, but I think that's what you have to do. Make sure he doesn't uh, escape, and he is faster. You know, He is a step faster than Anthony Richardson, but he's not going to drop the boom. Speaking of quarterbacks, and I've, I've texted – my source in Alabama, we may hear something before the end of the show. Um, but I mean, Alabama is pretty as tight as anybody when it comes to injury. There's been some scuttlebutt, and I don't want to give too much credence to random people. You don't like the word scuttlebutt? I just don't understand it. It reminds me of like the little mermaid. I don't know why. Every time you say scuttlebutt, I think of the little mermaid. <laughs> Well, so there's been some scuttlebutt that Brian, if that's if you, if that word makes you smile, then I'm going to use it over and over and over again. Just, you can, I don't know. Yeah, check out my scuttlebutt. So the um, um, there's been scuttlebutt that Bryce Young or rumors may be out two weeks. I would put him out this week and next week against uh, Tennessee, a 3:30 start. Well, if that's the case, Amanda, that is um, – I don't know if that's good or bad for Tennessee. You face a different uh, quarterback. Uh, you don't face the Heisman Trophy winner. But they got a kid who's pretty good behind Bryce Young that I know you've been very impressed with. Yeah, you have um, – if you're Tennessee, you don't – you want Bryce Young to play. And I know that seems insane considering it's it's Bryce Young, he's, you know, your Heisman winner from last season. You want him to play because the guy sitting behind him, Jalen Milrow, will kill you with his legs. He will he throws bombs and he will kill you with his legs. Just just hands down. And I want to say that I am very unhappy about this game coming up. And it's not because of, you know, the win, the loss, whatever. I had tickets. I had tickets to the game and I have to go to a wedding. Nobody, to a wedding. Nobody in the South should ever schedule a wedding in on Saturdays in the fall. Nobody. That is a shame. Shame on whoever is getting married. Celebrate their event, but know deep down in your heart that you detest them. <laughs> I, I love their family. I love, I, trust me, I love their family. And I just, they're, they're, who they're getting married to is an NBA like family. So I guess this is their, their time to do it. So I guess I understand that, but I'm just so mad that I am missing this game. And I had tickets. Brittany says that's why we got married in April. Yes. Uh, January. And I, and I will tell you this too. The reason I moved houses three times in August at the time, but now SEC Media Days has been moved up to July, was so that my wife could oversee the move. By the third time, she said, wait, we're moving during SEC Media Days again? I said, ah, oh, did that happen? 
What a coincidence. And I'm I'll out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm in I'm in Birmingham. And I'm like, you take care of it. You got it. Well, I nope. I did pay for the movers. All right. It is time for today's tough question. Today's tough question is brought to you by our friends at Pedago Chattanooga. Pedago Chattanooga is family owned. Pedago Chattanooga is all about giving you the best e-bike experience you can imagine, whether it's a rental or whether it's a purchase and know that you have service there. If you just buy one randomly, Online, you're not going to have service because they're different types of bikes. It's not like a vehicle. So Pedago Chattanooga, our friend Jacob Warren was by there the other day, and you can hear him on our YouTube page. Uh, and our YouTube page has uh, Jacob Warren, it has Chris Landry, it has Josh Ward, it has John Adams. So go subscribe, and we would love to be a part of your Tennessee and SEC coverage. And I I, I will say that I'm pretty proud of the product and uh, a lot's going on. Ron Slay will be a part of the family starting, I believe, next week. I can't tell you 100 percent that it's going to be a week from today, but I believe that's the case. And we look forward to that. So today's tough question is now. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. So the reason I started this show with baseball and Crazy Nugs, by the way, saying baseball is boring. He hates it. Yeah, and that you should just let them get juiced. I kind of agree with that, but we're... It, it leads us into football, so stick with me for a second. I would be okay if they just let them take whatever they wanted to. Because really, if you think about it, they took greenies back in the day, which were speed pills. They'd have like a, a tub full of greenies like it was Halloween, and you take the amphetamines so that you could get through the dog days of summer and you're all hyped up. And... And LASIK, if you want to, you could say that that's performance enhancing. They all have that. They see better in 2020. But anyway, that's a whole different debate. But Aaron Judge does break what I believe is the clean record because I believe he is clean. So let's talk some records here. I don't know. Cleaner than Derek Jeter. What what about Jeter? That he's cleaner than Derek Jeter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jeter's got that. Worse than steroids. Okay, so Tennessee's uh, unbreakable records, because Tennessee has some. So I don't know if you want to phrase this, Amanda, as what is the most impressive or what direction you want to go here. But I want to throw a, a couple at you that are pretty darn impressive. So Peyton Manning's uh, 11,201 passing yards. So, I mean... I just don't see that ever being broke because Peyton Manning wasn't supposed to play in his first year. And we all know Jeremy Colquitt got hurt in the first drive at UCLA. So he was able to, he was able to play pretty much all four years. You had Casey Clawson who was 1500 yards behind Manning yet. He did play four years. He was a four year starter. So I don't, I don't think that, it's impossible for that record to be broken, but it's a pretty impressive record. 
Here's one. What is the most impressive record for Tennessee football? Fouad Reves hit, guess how many, Amanda, 50-plus yard field goals in one season? Guess how many? Give me a second. Okay. Because one's a lot. What year is this? Fouad? Fouad would have been in the uh, mid-early 80s. Okay. Just game amount of games is what I'm trying to tell oh, you here. Okay, so it would have been it would have been eleven games. Okay. I'm gonna go with seven. Ooh, pretty close. Eight. Eight fifty yard field goals. <laughs> and quick flawed story. I'm going through some old uh, football cards that I had. This is a couple of months ago, and I found a Lawrence Taylor and a Jerry Rice rookie that in perfect mint condition it sold for seventy thousand dollars. So we would we would be in a whole different place as far as studio space had they been in mint condition. <laughs> they were not, Amanda. But I'm flipping through and I see Fouad Reves and I text him and I'm like, hey, dude, I just saw your your baseball card. Do you want it? I'd be glad or your football card. I'd be glad to give it to you. And he said, is it the one with the big afro? And I said, yeah, that's the one. And he's poof. He's got the big hair. And he said, no, you can keep it. But, uh, yeah, eight. That's pretty impressive. All right, so some other records. And you tell me what you think is the most impressive. Andy Spava had 547 career tackles. 547. Second place on the UT tackles list was A.J. Johnson. And in his best year, he had 130. (coughs) And uh, that is uh, well shy of uh, what Spiva did. So that's going way back, 547 career tackles. And you had Chuck Webb with 294 rushing yards in a game. I remember Chuck Webb, and I remember it was one of the first games I ever went to, and that's the game that he blew out his knee. Was it against – somebody might help me here. It was uh, Tulsa or – gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was It was on that terrible, terrible green turf that they had that they finally tore up. And then the last one that has to be the most impressive in my mind is 15 straight shutouts. And you have to go back to the 1930s and 40s. But to have 15 straight shutouts, I don't see that one falling ever. So maybe it's a runaway, but 15 straight shutouts and they went 11 and 0 that year and didn't win the national championship without without being scored upon 12 and 0 i'm sorry without being they didn't they didn't give up a point and didn't win the national championship how do you do that there was there was a lot of bias against the sec back in the early part of the last century uh, so this is just like a named national title right so okay. Like it's the same reason that Notre Dame, uh, that Paul Horning won the Heisman with a losing record over Johnny Majors, who had an incredible year. So there was a lot of bias in that regard, and that's. But yeah, they went twelve and zero, undefeated and unscored upon. So I, we can we can roll with those four if you want to say most impressive, however you want to uh, to phrase it. And um, was it a specific? John, thank you. Yes, Tennessee was playing uh, Pacific in that Chuck Webb game. Chuck Webb is one of those players, 
had he not gotten hurt or had he been around today where they could repair ACLs that he would have, he would have been a borderline, I believe, uh, all pro pro bowl type of player. No, there's no question on my mind, but back then, much like Gail Sayers, when he blew out his knee, you were just, a, even if you were able to come back, it was over. You're a different player. You heard that those three letters ACL and it was like, Oh, well it's time to go get my degree or get a job at UPS. Um, and that's just how it was. So yes. Yeah. UPS is a good gig. I mean, yes, I'm not saying I was just, those are random, like pull out of the, you know, hat get a job at target where it's like 20 something dollars an hour. That's true. That's true. You could do that. And For so a different today, day. today's tough question is brought to you by the mattress place. 22 years on Chapman Highway. The mattress place is about integrity and the mattress place has a huge selection of mattresses. No gimmicks, just 30 to 70 percent off each and every day. The mattress place on Chapman Highway closer to Knoxville than you might think. You hear Chapman Highway, you think it's far away. It's like two miles. So get there. Great selection. A-plus accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Tell them that Off the Hook Sports sent you over 225 five-star reviews on Google. So I mentioned uh, Cooper Mays. We'll get to him here momentarily. We'll continue to get to your comments. We're loaded up today, and I can tell that you're getting excited about the LSU game. It's in the air, so keep the comments coming, and we'll roll with you back in two minutes. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Thank you. 
Welcome back. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Some people weighing in on Chuck Webb. Webb was the best young running back talent I've ever seen at Tennessee. A real bummer. He wasn't able to complete his college career. True. We talk about the talent they had there, Marlon. You add in um, Reggie Cobb, Tony Thompson. Wow. They were really, really good. And um, we actually had Tony on the program. Maybe we'll reach out to Reggie at some point. But Tennessee LSU uh, is, uh, uh, of course, this week. And Trevor's saying uh, it, the electricity is in the air today. But I agree. You can feel it. And going down there, going to LSU, you'll feel the electricity there. Amanda, do you think we make too much of the early kickoff helping Tennessee? Is or is the early kickoff significant? Because if you look at LSU's record in those games, they were they have been at the 11 o'clock central kickoff. They're 8-0, six against SEC teams. And, Amanda, that's, that's still pretty good. It's still a tough place to play. Are they going to be as drunk? Probably not. But are they going to be formidable? Is that a tough place to play? Yes. So are we overplaying the advantage of not having to play at night or just about right? I think it depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at crowd, if you think crowd noise is a huge factor, then no, it's not being overstated because that crowd at 11 a.m. Central Time will be hungover. We know that. They're hungover. And that is not going to make for a pretty site some of them will oversleep that game um so it i don't think you're overstating it now if you're talking about the players then maybe i mean it's it depends on i think it comes down this this game's going to come down to coaching it's going to come down between brian kelly and josh heupel and so i think you put your money where your coach is and you have hendon hooker on you know, Tennessee side versus Jaden Daniels. And I'd take hooker every day, all day. So that's where I think it comes down to it. 11 o'clock. The only reason it would matter is, is crowd. That's, that's the only reason. I was talking to Caleb Calhoun and all the way back in 2009, when Tennessee hired Lane Kiffin, he said he was an absolutely huge proponent of hiring Brian Kelly at the time. So had Tennessee hired Brian Kelly, they couldn't the following year when Lane was gone. Cause at that point, uh, Kelly had continued to establish himself as a, a solid coach at Cincinnati. So you couldn't just go get him like you could have the year before. Where's Tennessee right now. If they would have hired Brian Kelly instead of, Lane Kiffin, if you want to play the what if game and fill up our message boards with your thoughts on that, because maybe that should have been today's tough question. But Amanda, I think Brian Kelly is a very solid coach that had some restrictions. For those that don't know it, at Notre Dame, you have no say in discipline with your players. That's a university handled issue. You have no say in players being admitted. That's total university doesn't matter 
if you that you might be able to fudge at some other schools and you know get a guy in that probably wouldn't shouldn't be in so you have none of that so a lot of those guys that Lou Holtz and Randy Moss is one of those guys that Lou Holtz tried to get in was not allowed to to go to Notre Dame a lot of those guys are game changer type of players the flip side if a kid goes to a catholic school you've got an inside with him harrison uh, smith is a great example there in in knoxville but for the most part there are a lot of guys that you can't go get in the recruiting pool amanda so where do you rank brian kelly among the top coaches in in the nation i mean it's to me it's saban obviously and then the next level's what smart and then to me there's another drop off is Brian Kelly in that that next group of the Lincoln Rileys of the world? I haven't seen enough from Brian Kelly. I've seen him at, at Notre Dame. And you can say, you know, it's hard to recruit there and yada, yada, yada. But Brian Kelly was there when it wasn't really that difficult to recruit at Notre Dame. I mean, there's no, there was no NIL. There was no, you know, paying players. There was no any of that. So Notre Dame may be you know, Catholic and, and a lot more, I guess, unwilling to hand over uh, the reins to the coaches. But back then you still had boosters. You still have huge Notre Dame boosters. You had, and I know we're going to say, and I, I don't care what anybody says, everybody was doing it. Everyone was paying their players under the table. It was all happening. So and Notre Dame has academic standards, but we know that we see it all the time. People get around that. Anything that anybody else is doing, Notre Dame was doing it too. So I haven't seen enough out of Kelly, especially not with, you know, the teams that Notre Dame played and how they just got destroyed when, when they would go up against a, a pretty fierce opponent like Alabama. I haven't seen enough out of Brian Kelly to really – know how how great he is I have to see a coach in the SEC and see how he plays there before I can really tell you oh he's a great coach or oh he's not a great coach like I think Lincoln Riley bolted once Oklahoma was headed to the SEC and I know it might not have been it might have just been coincidental timing but I would have to see more out of Brian Kelly because we're looking at Jimbo Fisher right now and it is not looking pretty and everybody thought he was one of the best so, no, we thought we thought Jimbo Fisher was. So let's say there are two tiers that are, are pretty clear cut, and that would be Saban, the Saban tier, right? He's he's by himself. The next tier would be Kirby, and I'm going to include Dabo because you've got two guys that have won a championship. Now I think Dabo's best days are behind him, but we'll see. And then the next tier are the to me the Lincoln Rileys the Brian Kellys of the world, the guys that have gotten to a college football playoff and haven't been able to complete it, complete and win a championship. I will say this. I I would rather have Brian Kelly than I would uh, Lincoln Riley or the other coaches in that grouping. If I had to make that hire today, if, if you told me that you can hire any coach, and this is Hooker University, which <laughs> Hooker University, yeah, where we pimp out, where we pimp out the scholarships. 
And so Hooker University, and I can I can hire anybody I want to, but Nick Saban's not leaving, Dabo's not leaving, and Kirby Smart's not leaving. Brian Kelly's probably at the top of my list. I'm taking him over Lincoln Riley. I'm really racking my brain. Trevor says Josh Heupel. I've got to see more from Josh Heupel. I've got to see him be able to, and we've talked about this, and people have gotten upset with Chris Landry for saying this, he has to prove that they can win games defensively, that they can win games that aren't just shoots out shootouts. And he started doing that against Pitt. I get it, but that needs to be more. And he's got to prove that his defense is going to be on the same level as his offense. I think that'll happen eventually, but it's not there yet. Who would you hire? Those three excluded, the three that I mentioned that have won championships. So out of the, I think Josh Heupel, again, I'm going to, I'm very high on Josh Heupel. I think he's done a lot with very little at Tennessee. He is, I mean, I, it's not been great. We've all seen, I hate it for you guys, but it was a dumpster fire. It was literally a dumpster fire for the last like 10 years before Heupel got there, even longer. So he's done a lot with a very little, and he's gotten a fan base behind him that's ready to fire coaches after three years. Let's not play. So I'm very impressed with what he's been able to do at Tennessee. Now, I would – do we have to put morals out there? Can we just throw this to the uh, side? Some, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Somebody brought up John Gruden and Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer or Hugh Freeze? Those would be my hires. Speaking of hookers. um, All ties together. Yeah, I would. Okay, Urban Meyer, I don't think is coming back. And it is funny to me that Nebraska and every fan base that needs a new coach because they fired one early in the season to get a head start on somebody thinks Urban Meyer is going to show up and salvage the program. Urban Meyer is not going to go any place that doesn't have a strong in-state talent base and he's probably not going to go anywhere anyway because let's face it he he did what he did at utah to get to a place like florida with great talent one there because talent's in his backyard and they went to ohio state which he had ties to and they have great talent there in that area he's not going to go to a nebraska or wisconsin and have to recruit as hard as he did at utah that you know you, you benefit off your your credibility through the years. He's he's just not going to do that. So that to me is the equivalent of when Tennessee fans had the groomers. They wanted John Gruden to show up, which was never going to happen. And how are we with hookers and groomers? I don't, how are we here? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, we got here talking about the, the levels of quarterback uh, levels of coaches. And I think Josh Heupel does deserve to be, um considered if you if you want to look at him as far as a a young coach with upside so i think you could make the argument that you have seen what you've seen out of lincoln riley and they're very similar so maybe you want a young guy like josh heupel i could make that argument i couldn't make the argument over brian kelly because he got notre dame to a college football playoff now they got hammered by alabama but as far as that third tier of coaches I would have I would have Kelly at the top and it would not stun me. As a matter of fact, let me ask you this, Amanda. 
if you had a better mortgage payment, does Brian Kelly win a national championship at LSU? I have to, I have to get a mortgage payment. Yes. Do I have a time frame of when he? Nope. Zero time frame. He could be, he could coach there 20 years to his eighties. Um, I say I would go, I'd take the field and say no. I would say yes. You have Texas coming in with mm-hmm. like Oklahoma coming in. I mean, Saban's still here. I don't know how long he, he'll be here. Josh Heupel's shown a lot of promise at Tennessee if he stays. I, I just, I mean, Kelly has the talent down there. I want to see what he's able to do with it. Um, but I would take the field on that one. And you have yep. Kirby Smart, Georgia. I'd take the field. Yeah. I, probably the safe bet to take the field. If he coaches there 10 years, let's say 10 years, I would say that he wins a national title at some point. Now, you, you mentioned something with all these coaches opening, and, and really Tennessee is the one who started this trend because they fired Philip Fulmer earlier than was traditional for a reason because they thought Lane Kiffin was going to get the Washington job at the time. So that's why they made the move. And and Lane kind of played Tennessee a little bit. He was more interested in Tennessee than Washington at the time by far. But in some ways, Lane leveraged Philip Fulmer out of his job. And Lane ends up getting the job. Um, and now you see that a lot of these schools are making early firings in order to uh, get a head start in the hiring process. You see that in Nebraska. You see that in a lot of other schools. So, is Josh Heupel a candidate for any of these potential openings? I say no, because I don't see a job that's better. I mean, Nebraska's not a better job. That's going to be tougher to recruit there. Forget about in-state talent one way or another, but Tennessee does have better in-state talent with Nashville. Tennessee has more um, resources to recruit. Amanda, I, I don't think that's any I, – I don't see a school out there that would be even a lateral move as far as a coaching vacancy for Josh Heupel. I don't. There's only one. There's only one job that I think he might take. And we've seen them this season. They look like hot garbage. They're not used to looking like hot garbage since the days of Stoops. That's the only one I could see and, and not to, you know, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily blame Josh Heupel because it's your alma mater. It's where you played. It's where you won a national title, all of that. So I, I think there's only one job I could see him possibly leaving Tennessee for. And that's the only one. Oklahoma is the only one I could see. And not, it wouldn't have anything to do with talent. It wouldn't have anything to do with, you know, recruiting. It wouldn't have anything to do with that. It would just have to do with, like, like Coach Bryant said, when mama comes calling, you go. So, I mean, that's it. That's the only thing I can think. Possible. A lot of things would have to change. And Kevin just saying bridges were burnt at OU. They were. He got fired at a time when they should have fired um bob Stoops, Stoops. brother yeah and he was the defensive coordinator so at the time they're scoring right at 40 points a game and hypo's the offensive coordinator and essentially bob stoops to save his rear had to fire somebody so he didn't you can't fire your brother 
I guess. And so he fired Josh Heupel. So, so I, there's some bridges that have been burnt there. I think the entire administration would have to change, which can't happen for him to consider going back there. I think we're talking two, three, four years down the line. I think they're pretty happy with what they have going on right now. No, no they're not. Oklahoma? No. Yeah, I mean, long term, you don't think they like Brent Venables. I mean, look at what he's look at what he's done this season. It's embarrassment. They are embarrassed. I mean, they have not they have looked like again, hot garbage this season. I mean, they're 3 and 2 already. It's, you know, you're 5 games into the season. Oh, this is not Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't like this, and it's not like they lost a bunch of talent. I mean, they just switched coaches. Well, I said at the time I thought it was a bad hire. Um, and But I get the sense that th- th- they're going to at least write it out. So I guess we could get it in this discussion, and that is if, if Brent Venables has trouble – at Oklahoma, then yeah, where are they in two or three years? Do they come calling Josh Heupel? Again, I would I would believe firmly that would take a not a top to bottom. It doesn't have to be the president of the university or the chancellor, but that would take a significant change in the athletic department. And maybe that will be. I just didn't get the the hire of Brent Venables. It's one of the few times I think Chris Landry and I kind of disagreed is I to, to me, you need to hire a guy who can manufacture points. You need to hire a guy who can go out and do that. And I know they they have an offensive coordinator supposed to be able to do that, blah, blah, blah. But it's the way your program is set up. It's, it's the way that Tennessee's program is set up. There's more emphasis put on offense and practice, not just in games. So I didn't think Brent Venables was a very good hire from the get. What did you think when, was he, when he was initially hired there? I I didn't I didn't even know who he was. I'm not gonna lie. I was like I don't know who this guy is. But I mean this. I know Oklahoma fans had high hopes for him, but this season has. I mean they have gone. They have flipped the script. They've kind of done what UT did in reverse. So I mean they beat Utah, Kent State, and Nebraska. Those are the teams that they've beaten. They've lost to Kansas State and. And not even just lost to TCU, got bar- embarrassed by TCU by 31 points. Like they're they're not happy over there. What they're not happy. When I say yeah, when I say happy, I thought happy with the hire, but but probably not. I was thinking more long term. But you bring up a great point. This is not a program that was a complete disarray that you're trying to rebuild. So they're pretty um, good. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. We greatly appreciate that. Um, but I don't believe <laughs> JL says Hypo isn't going to anywhere. OU bleeped on him. Yes, they 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 did. Was and- it OU or was it Stoops? That's where you have to because if Stoops had complete control of that program, it's not like somebody could have stepped in like the athletic director and said, no, you're not firing him. You got to fire him. They gave Stoops the complete control of that program. So is it really Oklahoma or is it Stoops that Hypel would have a problem with? Well, Stoops is still associated with the program. 
so it may be one and the same, but probably Stoops. And it was his decision. I, don't, I doubt the athletic director said you have to fire the offensive coordinator instead of your brother. Um, and Stoops is very involved with the program, as RG1 pointed out. Um, with, with, with that whole situation, let's take a step back and forget the fact that Josh Heupel played at Oklahoma. Let's take a big step back and just say, what's the better job? What is the better job given in-state talent? Um, and when I sometimes when I say in-state, I'm sort of referring to Atlanta as well because it's just you know less than two hours or less than three hours away. So I include that to some extent. Oklahoma, there's not a lot of talent. Um, and let's take it a step further. Resources, I think that Tennessee is right up there the way that they will embrace a successful coach is right up there. I don't, if I, any allegiance aside that Josh Heupel might have to Oklahoma because he played there, I have to take a, a step back. And when I remove that, which is the better job, Amanda, you're, which is the better job? If you were given this, you, they come to you and they say, Coach LaFrada, we are going to hire you to be the head coach, and you, you're like Lane Kiffin. You can go to Washington, or you can go to Tennessee. Tennessee was obviously the better job. You can go to the, you can go to Oklahoma, or you can go to Tennessee. No allegiances. Where are you going? Well, God bless you for thinking that you know you're going to hire me. That's that's nice. Um, but second, if, if I were not okay if Oklahoma were not going to the SEC I would go to Oklahoma and the only reason why is because playing in the Big 12 is much easier than playing in the SEC I mean much easier we've seen that you you just go in there I mean you had Texas who who sucked for the last you know however long and you just go in there and all you all you do is just sweep it up with these like awful not awful but mediocre teams the sec you're playing against the best of the best especially at tennessee you're playing at alabama florida and georgia every single season well but they, every are, but they are going to be in the sec probably as early as okay. that's what i'm saying is i would have big 12 if if i were if i were going i would have gone to oklahoma i'd have picked oklahoma just because of the big 12 now that they're coming to the sec i would take tennessee i think tennessee's better um, I think you're going to get better talent at Tennessee, like you pointed out. I think that you're going to have more money to do with what you will at Tennessee. I think it's a better job if you're just if you're just focused in on the SEC. I would say Tennessee. Here's the other thing too. Do you wonder if Lincoln Riley pulled a Jimbo Fisher? Was his recruiting as good as it should have been, or was when he was hungry? Because at some point in his mind. Before USC came calling, he had to think to himself, maybe this isn't the place for me. That's what cracks open the door. So maybe, maybe the talent level is not as high because Jimbo Fisher left Florida State in just a mess uh, of not yeah. any talent whatsoever. He knew he was cruising out of there. He knew he was going somewhere and he, he took his paycheck and he'll make $100 million and good for him. But you wonder if Oklahoma might, if there might be any similarity there 
I don't know, uh, but they're certainly not playing well now. Um, you can watch them play. No, they're not good. And I, I just don't think the – I mean, other than Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, who have accepted – well, Nick Saban has. Kirby Smart really hasn't. An up-tempo spread offense. Who's the defensive coach out there that's winning with defense? You don't anymore. I mean, not even Nick Saban, not even Kirby. Or they're, neither one of them are winning with defense. I mean, Kirby has a strong defense, don't get me wrong, but neither one of them, you're not winning without being able to score points. You're not winning without elite running backs and wide receivers that can snatch the ball out of the air from anyone. You're not winning without those things. So the defense is good. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're good. But if you, in today's college football, if you have to pick between a prolific offense or a really good defense, you're taking the offense. You're taking the offense all day. Uh, Brittany with a good point. Maybe I'm super biased, but I feel like Danny Watt is the AD to work for right now. Well, he's come in and he changed a lot of things. I mean, you look at he has managed to – I mean, he's the guy ultimately – the hiring of coaches is important, but putting together the dollars for facility upgrades and baseball and football and all the things that, they, that they've been able to do over there – that's what Danny White and an AD is ultimately supposed to do. I mean, you you make the right hire, yes, you've got to do that. But they've got search firms for that if you want to go in that direction. Guys that know more about football or basketball or baseball than you do. But, but ultimately, it's your job to have the best foundation for the university. It's not to just go make a splash hire and change things. So, yeah, Danny White, I think, would, would certainly be the AD to work for right now. And I like Danny White's spunk. A little bit. I like when he called out Auburn. Yeah. Still, still wonder if he got chided by the SEC for that. I doubt him. it. I think we would have heard about it. But all I'm saying is that Danny White, she does make a very good point. He would be the guy to work for. I mean, he definitely would be the guy to work for. It seems like he doesn't care much about what people think. It is, I'm going to do what I do. And here we are. Saban's the same way. I'm going to do what I do. And, and if you don't like it, then you can lump it basically. But we're looking at an Oklahoma. <laughs> we're I, looking I, at. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it, lump it. That may, be a, yes. that may be a new bit. I don't. Well, maybe. But Oklahoma, we're talking about having the same losses in five games as they did in 13 games last season. And at week 12, they had two losses. That's when they got to two losses. And they were two, two, two ranked teams, Baylor and Oklahoma State. Those were their two losses last season. And look at what's happening this season. I'm just saying the fall off here is is incredible. Yep, You can watch wins and losses at Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies right there in North Knoxville. It's on Maynardville Pike. It's convenient to Halls and Pal and Maynardville. And it's family friendly. They've got billiards they've got darts they've got cornhole they've got everything you can imagine and great food we ate there and it was absolutely fantastic uh another good point by Brittany. Brittany's throwing heat today definitely think ut would be the better job with them joining the sec uh, she's referring to oklahoma joining the sec i agree if it's in the big 12 like amanda said if you want to make the college football playoff, which would give you some sense of 
job security. Even if you never won a championship and got hammered by Alabama and Georgia every year, nobody's going to fire you for getting to the college football playoff once every three years, ever. And if, if that's if that's what your goal is, then OU is the better job before they join the SEC. Exactly. The Big 12, if you can get a job in the Big 12 and you can recruit halfway decently, Go to the Big 12 because you can win. You can win in the Big 12. In the SEC, you are going up against toughest opponents with the, the baddest coaches out there and baddest as in best. Great. Are, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, you're going up against these guys every single year, every single season. Like I pointed out, Tennessee is going up against Alabama, Georgia, and Florida every single season. It's not like it's they do Alabama, you know, once every six years. It's it's every single season. So you got to take that in consideration. I love the interaction with the message board today, guys. Great stuff. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I've teased again the Jacob Warren interview, which I have queued up. But if you want to go to our YouTube page, you can listen to it. because I don't know that we're going to have time for it because I love the interaction. John saying, is Ohio State a perennial playoff school if it was in the SEC? As long as it's still in Ohio, I would say yes, because I think the talent is that good there, and they dominate the talent just this short of LSU. The only school that even comes close when I covered recruiting, the kids saying they're going to stay in-state. Now, some went to Michigan, but the only state school that even came close to LSU as far as kids saying, I ain't leaving if they want me, was Ohio State and the state of Ohio. Kids just did not regularly leave there. So, you know, I I think Ohio State, if they were in the SEC, Amanda, is hands down a perennial playoff team. I, I think they're there every year. Now, did they beat Alabama or Georgia? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they're there every year. In, in college football playoff, if they're in the SEC, are they there every year? No. Okay, are we set? I assume we're saying the four and not the 12. Correct. I, I, I think they would be at least four, five, or six every single year, which would be right on the cusp, which would be making it. I think they would, let's put it this way I think they would make it 50% of the time and the other 50% be knocking on the door. Are we kind of on the same page there, or is that too strong? That's too strong for me. I think that they may make it once every four or five years. Maybe. I just don't think that they, when they come up against SEC opponents and we're taking out, you know, the, uh, was it 2013 or 2014 where they played Alabama? We're going to take that out. Other than that, when they come up against like really good SEC teams, they normally don't come out great. On the other side, I just don't think, or at least not to my recollection, I just do not see them being, I know they have great talent and I get all of that, but I think if you stuck them in the SEC, they would have at least two losses every season, if not more. Then we get in this hypothetical of what would the conference look like? Would the East include Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia? Or would they be in the West? Or I, I, I don't know. So if they had, okay, 
I'm going to amend what I said. If they had to play Alabama and Georgia every year like Tennessee, no. They would not be as good as I what I just said. If they had to play one of them, then I'll stick by they're in the playoffs two out of four years, 50% of the time. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, 50% of the time when it comes to the chill pills. They work every single time. Chill pills are fantastic. They have specific formulas for issues like arthritis and digestive issues. Make your pet and wallet happy by using the exclusive code off the hook, off the hook, available at crafttreats.com. You save 20% at checkout with the exclusive off the hook discount code. So that's all you got to do. And it helps with pet anxiety. It helps uh, with uh, also arthritis. My dog is uh, way different when it's able to uh, take advantage of the chill pills, which is pretty much daily. So check them out. Don't forget, you save 20% at checkout with exclusive code off the hook. Your pet and your wallet will thank you for that. I want to get right back to what everybody has to say about uh, coaches. What would Ohio State be? And we'll talk some LSU as well. Back in two minutes. Stick with me. It's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Folks, don't make a mistake. It's going to cost you thousands 
of dollars. If you're in the Knoxville area and you don't go to andymasonrealestate.com, crazy. Because I made that mistake. I didn't. I went to school with Andy in high school. I didn't know he became a realtor right out of high school. So he's been doing it for a lot of years. Andy, I don't want to age you here, but he has two tenets of his business. One, best prices. Two, best service. And I got taken advantage of by another realtor. We only endorse those that we do business with, that we believe in, or that we need their services we would do business with. And I totally believe in Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. You probably, uh, if, if, you, if you've moved houses, you've probably had uh, good and bad real estate experiences. You'll only have a great one with Andy Mason, andymasonrealestate.com. So the message board's absolutely lit up today and uh orange blood says as things are now it depends if they play georgia and bama every season so we're talking about would ohio state be a perennial playoff team if they (laughs) what are you waving your hand for and smiling no i'm just excited about i have some uh i have some some things to share so i'm just excited about it yeah Uh, amanda's throwing heat like roided up roger clemens today heat going for it Going for Going it. For it. All right. So, what, what what do you have? You have something good. You have that glean in your eye. Is it glean or glean? It's glean. So, it's glean. guess, guess, just, I don't even want to say guess. I'm just going to run this down. All right. Ohio State versus South Carolina all time record 0 and 2. 0 and 2. Uh, Ohio State versus Florida all time record. 0 oh, and 2. Ohio State versus Tennessee all-time record. 0 oh, and 1. Ohio State versus Georgia record. 0 oh, and 1. Ohio State versus Alabama record. 1 and 4. Ohio State versus uh Auburn record. 0 oh, and 1 and 1. Like this is you're 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 beyond Roger Clements now. You're Mariano Rivera, who is the only player to be a unanimous selection in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So you went with the Heat first, and then you went with the Cutter. So that would be the Cutter, which is still coming in at ninety plus miles an hour, but just threw me for a loop. So those records, can you combine them real quick in your head? Can you do the math while while I tell you something special? Yeah, tell me something special and I'll do the math for you. Okay, I'll tell you something special. Zool Beer Company is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. Zool Beer Company has a great location downtown. Zool Beer Company, xulbeer.com is the place to go. Fantastic merch. Worldwide award-winning craft beer. It's awesome. Was that long enough to do math, Amanda? Yes, Ohio State, 1-11. in 11. 111 versus SEC teams. Versus those SEC teams those that SEC. I just named. Those SEC the teams. The decent ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the decent ones. So earlier, um, Brandon made a statement. Just the grind of an SEC schedule is worth a loss or two that they normally wouldn't have just because of injuries and having to use more of the depth that they keep. I'm going to say that that's not the case anymore. Because... It's tougher than other conferences, but I used to be 100% on board. I don't think that the SEC is as physical 
as it was previously. Who are the physical teams in the SEC now? Georgia, Alabama still defensively. I would argue offensively they've got uh, slid a little bit too much to the finesse side. Um, Arkansas, who else is physical? Who else is just a really physical team that you go into right now this year that you say you cut when you when you come out of the Alabama game, you want to play a UT Martin next because because you're beat all the heck. So. And that's the same case for Georgia. How many teams do you really say that about anymore? In the SEC this year, this season right now. I'd say you go with obviously Alabama. You go with um, Kentucky. Kentucky might be one. They're Florida, physical. Florida's physical. I mean, they're they're physical. They're not great. They make stupid decisions, but they're physical. LSU is physical. They're going to be physical all year or all the time just for their just because of their talent level. Not they're not great again right now, but they're going to be physical. Arkansas it. I go back and forth on Arkansas. I mean, they can play lights out and they can play like dog crap. So, I mean, it's just like you you go back and forth on Arkansas. Um, Tennessee's physical team, you, you're going to be worn out by them. So, I think half – I'd go with about half of the SEC is physical. Now, the Big Ten is pretty physical as well. I think the Big Ten's a little behind on the type of offenses that – SEC is really acclimated to. I think the Big Ten's a little bit behind. Ohio State's probably exception. Uh, Michigan's looking halfway decent. But when I think of the Big Ten, I think of like Iowa and Wisconsin, where it's it's still the ground and pound type game. We're not seeing, you know, these these Josh Heupel style offenses out there. We're not seeing just a m- massive amounts of, you know yards through the through the air unless they're playing somebody who is eh, Rutgers when I think physical I think of that pit team and they they might not be great they might not be talented but you're you're hurting a little bit and I was talking to to Cooper after the pit game and uh off off the air and he wouldn't mind me sharing this I said what do you feel like and he said, well, um, have you ever been T-boned by a car? And I said, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. And he said, like that. He said, it's not like muscle soreness where you go work out. He said, it's like in your bones. It was that type of game. And I imagine Alabama and Georgia are even a step worse than that. So those think, are the... Go ahead. No, you got it. No, I think Tennessee, I'm just going to say this because Pitt just lost to Georgia Tech. So I think Tennessee, if Tennessee fans want to be um, have like a little notch in their belt, uh, I think that Tennessee came out and ruined pit season. I mean, ruined it. Well, Marlon, Marlon mentioned, and he was at the game, Marlon McKinney of Vol Stuff, who is just simply awesome at putting together all the news of the day that you'll find on offthehooksports.com, says, I didn't count the number of pit players helped off the field against the Vols, but there were a bunch. Yeah. So uh, Pitt was physical, but Tennessee was, even though they're a finesse team offensively, they definitely matched that. So didn't want to imply that they were out physicaled at all, which I don't think is, is actually a word. But 
you can order all your supplements at Nutrition World. Nutrition World is voted one of the best e-commerce stores in the biz. And when it comes to supplements, they've got it all. A great variety, fair prices, Nutrition World. Just go to nutritionworld.com and order your supplements there and you will be very happy that you did. So I got kind of a cool one, I think, today uh, for this day in sports history. But first, we want to play uh, message board bingo, unless you have some uh, other awesome stats to throw at me. The Mario Mariano Rivera of of hosts. Um, so any, anything else out there now? It, I, I like how you separated because uh, Kevin the Bacon, who just subscribed, great name. I can't use it like Dave the Hooker, but Kevin the Bacon. Not <laughs> please don't. Kevin the Bacon uh, said that Ohio State is 22, 14, and 3 all time against the SEC. But what Amanda did that I liked is she pulled out the SEC teams that are significant. Because, good Lord, everybody has a winning record against Vanderbilt. So yeah, I don't they, know. <laughs> Ohio State's played like 10 games, I think, against Vandy or something. It's somebody, or maybe it was Missouri that they played 10 games against. But they played 10 games against somebody really bad and won nine of them. So that's, to me, a little skewed. It's a lot skewed if it's nine out of 10. <clears throat> and we're talking yeah. about 24 wins. So always the middle of the week when I start to lose my voice, but it will come back. Um, I talk too much, they say. But, uh, you know, pays the bills. So, Amanda, <clears throat> we want to get to message board bingo. Uh, message board bingo today is brought to you by our friends at Vassy Lawn and Garden. Man Alive, it's worth the drive right there in Cleveland. Whether you're talking about industrial mowers, whether you're talking about commercial mowers, residential mowers, <clears throat> that is, <clears throat> excuse me, Vassy Lawn and Garden, Vassy.com to learn more. It is a uh, message board bingo. Here's the way it works Amanda reads out a message board post. And if you can tell me which school, which school that this message board post was on, which school's message board, then you can win a hooker t-shirt. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you better go ahead and jump on board now. John, I'm getting to that. You took away my this day in sports history, John. John, I'm getting Dang it, John. I'm getting to that. Okay, so... Um, this day in sports history is coming up, but first it's message board bingo, your opportunity to win a shirt. Here we go, Amanda. So I'm just, before we do that, I'm just going to rebut somebody really quickly that you said did that. The 20 of those wins that he was talking about came against Vandy, Missouri, Texas A&M, and Kentucky. Those were 20 of the wins, 20. So I'm going to go, I'm going to continue on now. Yeah, and you include A&M. A&M, um, they've had their ups and downs, too. The rest of those programs at Ohio State should be on a regular basis. And A&M and Missouri, the majority of those wins were not while they were in the SEC. So, continuing on. All right. I can't wait for Hugh to get here. He will raid the portal, and next year's offense will be drastically changed. He'll pluck another... Malik Willis and some linemen from other schools, a couple of receivers, and boom, we average 35 points a game. It's an SEC school. Who is it? I know exactly who this one is. You got 10 seconds to post your answer, and we'll hook you up with a hooker t-shirt. 
and you're running out of time. I know exactly who this is. And Kevin the Bacon says that's got to be an Auburn board. Kevin the Bacon. Yes, yes Brandon to the punch. And that's got to be an Auburn board. It is, Kevin. So I'm going to go ahead and put my email in. You can email me, and I will hook you up with a hooker T-shirt. All righty. So here we go. It is message board bingo. Heart D. It means two. <laughs> yes, I know what it means. It's like 40 Thank love. Why, why don't you say 40 zero what, in tennis? Why do you say 40 love? I don't know. Okay, so I hope he takes the Nebraska or other job so we can reboot and get someone in here that knows X's and O's and doesn't have to rely on a washed-up head coach turned DC slash daddy's boy OC. This would be um, in the SEC. Okay, now we have a little bit of confusion real quick. Uh, Somebody's saying Brittany got it first. Oh, um, the last one. I, don't, I can't see. Uh, oh, Brittany did get it. Brittany got it first. Sorry, Kevin the Bacon. Maybe you'll get this one. All right, Brittany, email me. DavidOffTheHookSports.com All right, so Amanda, just repeat this one because I got confused by the last one. All right, so I hope he takes the Nebraska or other job so we can reboot and get someone in here that knows X's and O's and doesn't have to rely on a wash-up head coach Turn defensive coordinator slash daddy's boy offensive coordinator. I don't think I know who this is. John says South Carolina. Hmm. I'm struggling. Uh, Orange Blood says Ole Miss. Nope. Uh, Joe says Bill O'Brien. I don't think Bill O'Brien has his own. No, they're talking about a head coach, but yes, Bill O'Brien needs to go, by the way. He needs to go. Somebody come and get him. Thank you. So is it Alabama? Joe says Alabama. All right. So it looks like we've we've got our first offer. You guys usually get it. You choose to I won. Yeah, you won. Who is it? It's Arkansas. 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 I mean very upset by that loss. There, I'm telling you, there are some fan bases, and I'm not talking to you, Tennessee fan base, but there are some fan bases that have to realize you are what you are. South Carolina and Arkansas, love them, have fun, go to the games, get hammered, you know, do things you'd never do if, if it wasn't a game day. Because you get drunk in the middle of the day. I'm not saying do anything weird, but I mean, don't start like heroin. Um, But we've gone off the rails. Have a great time at the game. Enjoy it. Wear your stuff. Support the team. Your nine wins at best all the time. Yes. And if Sam Pittman says that I'm willing to stay here until the day I drop dead, Brittany agrees with me. Sam Pittman is doing a great job there. Yes, if if you if he says I will keep this job until the day I drop dead, then put him should. on a diet. You put him on a diet because you <laughs> want to keep him for as long as you possibly can. Put that man on a diet. <laughs> okay, he comes to you. He goes, I want this job till I drop dead. And he goes, Well, it's time for a wellness checkup. 
salads and grilled chicken for you, Sam Pittman, because we're going to keep you here as long as possible and it, you pushing it. It's called Muscle Equity. That's the second book I want to write. Muscle Equity. It's the key. Build up, build up muscle mass and eat all you want. Oh, okay. Well, I'm the opposite. I've got another book in the works first, but we're not announcing anything yet because somebody will steal it from me. All right. This day in sports history is brought to you by our friends at Owls Nest. Yes. We have one more. Oh, do we? I'm sorry. We always do three. I thought we did three. Here we go. We did two. Why we beat this team in football. (laughs) First of all, actually, why we beat Tennessee in football. First of all, Tennessee has played and beaten no one. People tried to hype their overtime win over Pitt as more than it was. Pitt's first team QB was knocked out of the game in the first quarter and their backup QB was injured and played on a bad leg the entire second half. He was like a statue. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you. You're just giving away shirts for free now. This one's too easy. No, no, it's not. Is it not? No. I think I know it. He was like a statue. Secondly, Florida's offense had 594 yards of offense against UT. UT's defense was trash last year, and it is again this year. We will likely come in as the underdog, and I like the chip we have on our shoulder when we don't get respect. Okay. I felt certain that it was the team on the docket this week, but I'm wrong, right? You are wrong. Yes, it's not the team. I wouldn't just say that. I wouldn't give that. My God, that's easy. I think I know who it is <clears throat> based off of our – somebody said, wasn't Clinton a Razorback? Yes, Bill Clinton was a huge Razorback fan. And so the first uh, – Brittany says Kentucky. Sounds like a UK fan. Brittany, yes, it's Kentucky. So is Ooh, touche, is, Brittany. Brittany's winning uh, two shirts – so go ahead and email me because she won earlier, David off the hooksports.com. And uh, just let me know size and color. And you can sport a shirt that says right across the front hooker. Brittany's so, killing it. Yeah. Some people get it. Some people don't. Brittany, I'll leave that up to you. You can decide. And Brittany's so good. We're going to have to institute one shirt per uh, winner. And uh, but you get two since we didn't institute that rule. This day in sports history is brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue is right there in Ottawa. Owl's Nest Barbecue has all the barbecue needs that you could possibly have. And they will fulfill those needs incredibly well. They will have the sauces. They will have the rubs. They have the wood chips and they have just the uh, Green Mountain Grill, which wow, wow, wow. It is unbelievable. You can set it with the uh, the little ways. They're not wood chips; they're the wood pellets. Is what you do. So if you're not familiar with that yet, it's kind of like a set. It's like it's like an oven, but it's a smoker and a grill. So it's really awesome. Again, that would be our friends at Owls Nest Barbecue, right next door to Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor. So this day in sports history, somebody stole it from me, but let's do it nevertheless. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old when you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. 20 years ago today, Tennessee beats Arkansas 41-38 to in six overtimes. 
on a Casey Clawson to Jason Witten touchdown reception that ended it. Still remember that game, covered that game, and tell you what, when it came to overtime and or road games, I don't think there's a quarterback that you would rather have than Casey Clawson in Tennessee football history. Iceman. I mean, just absolute ice water in his veins. John said, I was at a family reunion, whole hog barbecuing with family the other day, rooting for UT, another half rooting for Arkansas. was a great night and unforgettable. Talking about that game, a lot of alcohol was consumed. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was riding on deadline and about to be a nervous wreck. So- I was in high school. Um can we bring this whole day full circle, though? Can we bring it full circle? Yeah. So let's just bring out my birth certificate and talk about how old I am. It'd be full circle. No, we're going to full circle it because we're going to head back to Crazy Nugs's, uh like love, sports love. And in 2001, MLB's Atlanta Braves. Wait, nope. Missed that. No, no, no. Hold on. Sorry. 2001, Barry Bonds hits his 71st and 70. Second home runs in 11 to 10 loss versus LA Dodgers at Pacific Bell Park, breaking Mark McGuire's MLB single season home run record. Full circle. I don't even know what the, it was full circle. I don't even know what the juice record is. It's just like just pushed out. What is the juice record? I don't know. I guess it's 72, right? Has to be 72 at this point. Maybe a few days later, we'll figure out it's like 75. I have no idea. Aaron Judge is not on steroids. Please, please, as a Yankees fan, please. I don't want that story to happen in five years from now. Have a fantastic day, everyone. She is Amanda LaFraud. I'm Dave Hooker. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 8.30 for the Down and Dirty at 30 and more. And maybe at some point we'll get to during the show, the Jacob Warren interview and the Cooper Mays interview. But I'll tell you what, you can uh, check them out on our YouTube channel. Go to offthehooksports.com. We have a story that's about to post by Jimmy Hyams of the Sports Animal. And I've got some stuffs uh, why Tennessee will beat LSU, or at least they should. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.